What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Women in Worship podcast, brand new season. We are starting this thing off with a podcast hijack from me, Bethany, and Holly. Lee is in Israel living her best life. We cannot wait to hear more about what God does in and through her life on that trip. But until then, we are launching this season of the podcast with Holly and I talking through the idea of transition and pivot. You guys remember the episode on Friends where Chandler yells pivot? (laughs) Well, that's what we're talking about a little bit today. So sit back, grab your coffee, finish your work, whatever you got to do, and enjoy this brand new episode of the Women in Worship podcast. Holly! How are you? I mean, I have coffee. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It is Bethany and Holly. Today, we have hijacked the podcast while Lee is off over living her best life in Israel. Um, I'm sure we'll have a whole podcast dedicated to what Lee tried to eat. (laughs) Uh, Because if you know her, you know that she doesn't venture well in the food category. Um, but we're super pumped. What's going on in your world, Holly? How are you? I mean, there's always stuff in Holly's world. That's for sure. <laughs> Work, yes. mom, church, just life. Um, you know this. Bethany and I have this like interesting part of our friendship where we like can unload business things upon each other. Yes, <laughs> we're more the business people in women in worship. Yes. Um, so that's great. And we have many of those conversations. So um, welcome yes. to Bethany and Holly's world. While, while Lee is away, the kids will play. So yes, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Well, Holly and I've been talking off and on this week just because of a lot of life stuff going on um, for everybody, really. And we've been talking a lot through the idea of transition um, which we kind of talked with you before, Holly, when um, you had just some job transition and then honestly family transition with having Gabe and um, the miracle yeah. baby that he is. And so I, I think honestly, because we're super passionate about transition and that idea, and I, I think a lot of people are feeling that right now in the local church because I'm still hearing a ton of conversation about getting in the room, people coming back, online church is not your home church, you know, like it's a great Mm -hmm. uh, tool. It's not uh, the game plan though, you know? So I I think a lot of people within the local church, whatever their context, uh, big or small are walking through some type of transition. And um, we could really honestly correlate that if you're cool down the, the lane of revival. I mean, Think yeah. about what's we've not talked about that in a podcast yet with women in worship, but the idea of revival and what's been going on in our country in the States uh, since January. So yeah. Any of that strike a chord with you this morning from a transition standpoint? Yeah. I mean, just even seeing that in our own life as we've walked through so much transition over the last, uh, we'll just, we'll label it as 15 months. Cause that's how old Gabe is now. So yeah. Um, yeah and then obviously, the country and just all the shaking and shifting that's happening um on a global level which then impacts us you know spiritually yeah um, especially some of those who are more a little more spiritual than others um 
It's probably the best way to say that. But yes, you know, if you're a feeler, you can feel things. If you're a knower, you know what's happening. Yeah. And you can see it. You know, there's yeah. all these different dynamics and aspects. And that's that's why the body is working together and why we all have different giftings. So, right. Um, no, I think that's great. I think all of that is very much a part of transition, uh, whether it's very personal or your church or even beyond your church. Yeah. Um, I know. I know for us, like revival is really like focusing on our family and just the health and well-being of our family in a world that's so crazy and can be very dramatic, very fast and a lot of transition happening. So it's really just making sure like, yes, we have jobs and yes, we go to church and like all of these things are well and great. But at the end of the day, like how connected are we as a family? How much time are we intentionally spending together to navigate everything else because the connection at home affects everything else. And while, you know, like you could say it the other way and flip it, you know, work affects home life. Yes. But to some degree we have to hang it up when we get home. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many things in different directions we could go. We probably will as time goes on uh, this year. (laughs) It relates so much to a lot of different people and a lot of churches right now. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And I, I, I totally agree with the whole idea of, you know, your family being that center point, like that connection. I think God set it up that way. I mean, oh, yeah, think about sure. the relationship of father to son. And there's there's a familial aspect to the Trinity that we can't deny, nor can we disregard as it. Mm-hmm as it pertains to our faith, like we we have to really dig into that side, because I think even as if if you're listening and you're in any type of ministry as a vocation, like that's your job and your one thing. um, I think a lot of times that our families end up being the, uh, they suffer. (laughs) Yeah. Or I've heard a lot of pastors say, I'm not going to put my family on the altar of ministry, you know, like, Uh, but I think we inadvertently so much do that because we know that we're called. And when we're called, there's a passion in that thing that rises up in us that says, no, this is what we have to do. When really our first um, commitment to our call is our family. Oh, 100%. And I say this with full transparency, like I'm a workaholic. <laughs> it's like I'm a yes, recovery. Yes, you are. I'm a recovering workaholic. There are many more boundaries in place now having a child and having that different family dynamic. But, you know, all that to say, there's there's always room um, to change. And, you know, Bethany and I discussed this before we're getting on. Like my word right now is pivot. And sometimes we have to pivot, whether that's our family directly or that's life and job changes in transition, like pivot is very instrumental in a lot of different things. And it makes me think of like the episode of friends where Rachel and Ross are carrying Ross's new uh, couch up the stairs and they can't, (laughs) like, you know what I'm talking about, right? They can't get it up the stairs and it keeps getting stuck. And Ross keeps yelling, pivot, pivot. And it's hilarious. (laughs) But you know, like the Lord is yelling pivot at me so much in the last 15 months and it's yeah. just like okay okay well let's see if we can just get it to go that way you know like, yeah but you have to also be willing and obedient 
to listen to the word pivot or to move where he's telling you to move. If we just yes. sit and we're stagnant, you know, there it's it's almost like you're just crushing yourself at some points yeah. where you're yeah. like, oh, this would be easier if I just said yes to God, even though that way looks harder. Yeah, that's the easier way in the long, you know, so. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's everybody's story. You know, yeah. at, at some point, I think there's, though, a place where we have to. We have to get to the place where we're willing to confess that, you know, and confess sure. that we're we're more susceptible. And plus, we probably really want to take not just the easier road, but the road that seems like we know the end, because if we know the end, we feel like we can still hold on to control. Yeah. Oh, and very much. I love to do that. I mean, who doesn't? Right. Who Same. doesn't? But, you know, sometimes when we let go of control, the better opportunity approaches or the better yeah. outcome approaches. We saved ourselves some heartache, some internalizing, some emotion yeah. um, by just the release, just the pivot. Sometimes it's not even, I don't know the best way to explain this. So here we go. <laughs> Welcome to my outward expression in my brain. But, you know, sometimes the pivot is just all you need to get to the outcome and you're not even getting like super far off track. You're not even walking through a completely different door. You're just pivoting enough to fit through the door Yeah. in that aspect. And it's just a realignment, which is, it's happening on a spiritual yeah. level right now across the globe. And you see that with like Asbury revival and things like that. Like all it took was a yes. Yeah. And look where it went. And it doesn't matter the, like where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're young. It doesn't matter if you're old. Like if the Lord is telling you to do that and you're feeling that or like Holy Spirit speaking to you, then just say yes. So, it doesn't yeah. matter what it looks like. Who cares? So yeah. yes, those are my well, two cents. No, I, I think it's great because you bring up another point is that a lot of times I think in our faith, we begin to look at the pivot like, we're what's everybody going to think about this because I've already said this or what's everybody going to perceive this as because this is my normal flow or this is not what this normally looks like so does that mean I failed at yeah. what I'm doing because it's not coming out like it's supposed to I think a lot of times our our lack of pivot is just as much about perception <laughs> as mm -hmm, it is sure. as it is following the Lord or or honestly not wanting to follow the Lord because we don't like what he's asking us to do accurate you know yeah no I think that's great I think a lot of people it doesn't matter you know like yes I'm in business and I work in the music industry and I don't work full-time for a church but I do work for the church you know yes. we're we're yes. still doing what we're supposed to be doing. And some mm -hmm. of us do it differently than others. There are so many of the women in worship community that you're doing like what I do. You don't work for a church. You're a nurse. Yeah. You're a stay at home mom. Yeah. You're an accountant. Like all of those things are needed and valid in the eyes of God. Like if he told you to do that, then you're doing it, but yeah. you're still, like you still have the ability to impact and have a great impact on the big C church as a whole. Yeah. And you know what I've had to learn after years and years and like the what four or five years I've been around women in worship is that, you know, there's a place for that. 
And this community is great for that. And smaller communities or even small groups at your own church. That's great for that. And that's needed and valued. And there's also healing that comes from that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, if the Lord's calling you to go be a doctor, like go be a doctor. There's still ways to do that to where it's in a Christian environment. And yeah. it makes sense. So yeah. congratulations, everybody. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're doing it and it's hard um and sometimes we have to pivot sometimes there's transition and sometimes we just have to make more coffee and go yeah it's my it's where i'm at in life um make more coffee at all times so let me ask you this how do you mm-hmm. feel what do you think um what would you say to somebody who knows that there's a pivot in their life right now or knows that that's coming like you can kind of feel that on the horizon how would you say they could pivot well or maybe even prepare to pivot well like can you prepare to pivot or Hmm. is that something that's got to happen in the moment and if so how do you Um, how, how would you approach them to say hey you can do this yeah no that's great um I think you're constantly preparing to pivot if you're staying in the word and praying And it's consistency, right? Right. So if he's asking me to pivot today versus two or three years ago, well, I've also learned there's wisdom and knowledge. I have better discernment. Um, I've cons- been consistent. I've consistently been praying and not just praying for where I'm at, but praying for where my future is going with yeah. him in this. It's a partnership. Like prayer is a partnership. It's not a one way street or I have to pray today because God needs to hear from me. (laughs) Well, he wants to hear from you, but you don't have to make it this just experience. Just pray, drive your kids to school and pray. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a two way street. It's very communicative. It's a partnership. So I think there's preparation in the daily minute things that you don't think it's effective because it's just what you're doing, but it is it there's, it's building a history so that you can build a legacy and you can pass that legacy down, especially if you're planning to have kids or you do have kids now, like there's a mindset that I try to keep that extends beyond myself within reason. So I think the preparation is key. And if you're just starting today, I mean, start, you have to start somewhere. You can't just be idle Because if you're idle, you're not going to know if you need a pivot. And if you do need a pivot and you've been idle, it's going to be harder. Yeah. It's going to be harder to say yes. And then you might chicken out and then you might circle back. You know, there's all of these different emotions. So I think healthy emotions come from a place of prep. So, yeah, that's just what I've learned. Wisdom is bliss, right? So. (laughs) Well, and honestly, sometimes it's the experience, the experience of the pivot, because you've had a lot of that in your life. I uh, am a a former, I will call myself a former basketball player. Uh, I played high school (laughs) basketball. Uh, But in basketball, they teach you, and if any of you have ever watched basketball at any point in your life, as a basketball player, when you're dribbling and you stop, you stop and you can only, you have to plant one foot. Mm-hmm. And you're obviously you hold the ball, you keep your elbows out, you stay low, but that other like you begin to pivot. Mm-hmm. So the one plant 
uh, planted foot on the denotes you to pivot. And I, I love that you mentioned that you're preparing to pivot at any point in ministry as you stay in the word. When you keep that foot anchored on the floor in basketball, you can continue to move. You can do a whole circle. You just can't yep. move that one foot. You're allowed to pivot all around on the other, like in rotation. And and I think that's what's happening much for people in ministry right now. We're seeing yeah. it's not necessarily that they're leaving or they're uh, denying a call, but they're pivoting into a new direction. Because if you've got the ball in your hands and I pivot backwards now I'm opening myself up to an entirely new direction to throw the ball. It's the same premise, I think, with ministry. A lot of times we feel like the pivot is can feel like demotion. Yeah. Uh, it can feel like we failed. It can feel like we didn't um, we didn't meet the expectation or honestly feel like there's somebody better than us. And then our pride mm-hmm. kind of wells up in the middle of it. Maybe that's just me. Um, but. But I know this, the, the pivot every time, every time points you to peace. Yeah. The pivot is never going to point you into chaos. It may look, it may feel chaotic because it's not your controlled pretty plan. Yeah. But the pivot will always point you in the direction of where peace is because every time you're, you're following the will of God and following what he would have for your life and the path that he has for you. There's always peace. Peace is not the absence of chaos. Peace is the presence of God. Right. So every, every time um, we pivot, he's giving us an opportunity to, to point ourselves towards peace. Yeah. I think that's a great summary. You know, you have preparation, pivot, peace. Yeah. Three P's. So much P. <laughs> <laughs> and there are someone's next ministry sermon or team day. Preparation, yes. pivot, peace. Y'all can welcome. Just just put our names on there. <laughs> A little credit. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's excellent. And you know, I will say for me in, in this last 15 months and the transitional season, I mean, I'm about to transition into different things again, and that's fine. That's great. And it's all pointing towards where I'm supposed to go, yeah. even though it looks a little choppy and the water is like a little rough here and there. Um, it goes back to that pivot point, like you're saying in basketball, like your your foot is firmly planted. You cannot go. And if right. you do, you'll get a, you're going to get a, a foul called on you. So. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's the other team's fault. It's the other team's fault. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that you tried and we're proud of you. That's good. Uh, yes. <laughs> I played basketball as a kid, but it's been like 20 years. No, you're so good. So if you move the planted foot, it's the other team's ball, which I mean, if we want to continue with the metaphor, I think <laughs> it, it's completely true. When we step out of the will of God, when we step out of what the, the, what we're doing for the sake of, but I think there's a better way, which is women. Golly. We're mm-hmm. so, um, I think we're so much more open to that idea because tying it back to the beginning, because we, we do have that family aspect. There is a care and a consistency that matters to us. 
there yeah. is um, a flow and a rhythm and what works. And um, when that gets out of order, then that planted foot starts to move. And I, I just, I don't think that should ever be lost. The whole analogy shouldn't be lost on any of us that are in any type of ministry like that, because we've got to be able to be open to where God wants us to go. It's just a matter of, are we willing, mm-hmm. <laughs> are yeah. we willing to stay rooted as we go? Right. Yes, absolutely. I think that's great. So that's what, that's what I got this morning on this fine morning. I'm on the same page and I'm going to run out of coffee soon. So I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's, let's land the plane. (laughs) Last thing. Um, What's one thing that you would tell someone, which we started with the idea of transition. uh, Mm -hmm. We've landed into Chandler's uh, pivot, but (laughs) what's one thing uh, that you would tell somebody that is watching a friend go through a pivot season as somebody that's kind of felt like they've been in one of those for the last 15 months. What, what's one thing you would encourage somebody um, that's a friend of a pivotor, if you will, uh, that you would need or have needed in this season um, that's been really helpful for you? Um, well, let's just pull it back to Holly and Bethany here for a minute. Like, I think just being available and having mm-hmm. the space to where, like, you and I can call each other and we can just brain dump and we can work things out together. Yeah. And I think it's just that safe space of being able to go over things and being able to, to brain dump in a healthy way with a friend that is, like, trusted yeah, And, you know, like in our case, you and I very much like biblically based. So I think that's always super helpful. Um, and Bethany and I did not start out as friends. We are, <laughs> we have some fun, interesting things in the back. No, nothing terrible, but it was just like, do we trust each other? This is interesting. <laughs> we are very different, but yet very much the same. So I think sometimes friendships, you're like, okay, well, I could see this going somewhere. It's just got to start somewhere. So, yes. um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think though, having that trusted source has been such good help. I mean, even for both of us, depending where season we're at in the last several years. But, um, and then again, I will always throw it back to really just praying and staying in the word. And the more that you're invested in partnering with God, the quicker that outcome comes, even if you don't think it's happening very fast, like go back and read it again, go back and pray it again. Did he say something different? Did you miss a detail the first time? Cause God's in the details so much. And I will say this, like he is in the 11th hour. Yeah. And sometimes it takes getting to that point and the crushing process to get there. Yep before he steps in and shows up, he wasn't gone or dismissive right. the entire time he was there, but he's also waiting on you to get to his timeline and his yeah. timelines is the ultimate factor. Yeah. We can make our own timelines all day long. I'm so good at that. But then God's like, no, 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 you're on mine. So, yeah. you know, expectation and reality. So I think it's sometimes you just got to release that expectation. Yes. Um, we make 
as, as women do this, men do it as well, but as women, um, we can make some pretty high expectations, yeah. whether that's on our, ourselves, our family, our people, our spouses. And sometimes we need to release the expectation because that's just not where the other person is or where it's headed. Yeah. And we create emotion based off of the expectation that wasn't a fact. Yeah. Um, and the fact is God is here. God is great. God has a plan. I need to pour into that and look where his plan is headed and ask him, where are we going? Can I get the blueprint? Yeah. What do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do, you want me to do in three years? And be willing to pivot from that. But he's yeah. always going to point you in the direction that you're supposed to go. I love it. That's good. That's good. Hey, I love it. I think that's it. We can book in the front and the back with it. Yeah. No, I think that's great to you. Um, circle back in 15 months on Lee and Bethany and Holly and Ashley's lives. And welcome to the <laughs> Women in Worship podcast. We are all living life as well. So I love it. Hey, I'm going to hop off here and I'll, I'll hang up and I'll call you. Okay. All right. Bye. What I tell you, we know that God has something incredibly encouraging in store for each and every one of you. Every time you choose to obey in the pivot, every time you make that turn. So know this, that you are loved, that you are seen. And here at Women in Worship, we want you to be a part of the community and the conversation. Check out our website for any type of information. Be sure to download our app to stay up to date on the latest. We have a newsletter, the whole thing. But most of all, know you are prayed for, you are loved, and we can't wait to be with you next time here on the Women in Worship podcast.